I don't really know where we're going with this one, Dan, but that tells me that we're back because if I knew the song, like it doesn't happen very often. You don't, what's that theme song? It's from Friends, right? So Welcome to a group of friends hanging out together talking fantasy football. Mm, okay. We're back, baby. We are back. We're the three best friends who that that anyone, anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Oh, yeah. We're back. It's football season. It's August 1st. It is, you know, I think we're going to have the first preseason game in a couple days. It's about time. We've been on hiatus for two and a half months. And as always, I'm joined by Dan and Nick. Dan, how you doing? It's another beautiful day, dude. We're back. I'm, I've been looking forward to this day uh, to get back in front of the mic and have some conversations, talk fantasy football, and see what uh, preseason in the league has going for us and kind of what the back half of the draft looks like. I, today's a good day, sir. Uh, amen. Nick, how are you doing? I am good. Dan is so excited and prepared that he has zero notes and zero preparation. <laughs> it is so correct. Yep. <laughs> I'm here for comic relief. I am I am basically the Pat McAfee of this show. You got to understand, when Dan said he's prepared and ready, that means he's got, you know, Uncle Tito and some, you know, ice next to him. There's two drinks next to me prepped and ready to go. You're right. <laughs> but that that's all we need. So I respect it. Let's break her down, dude. Let's get let's get this baby rolling in the night. I like it. You know, no rest for the wicked. Let's jump right in. So. Um, you know, the off season, you know, this is kind of the the lull, right? It's like after the start of the rookie draft in the beginning of May, um, and then we just kind of taper off. It's, you know, dry spell for the NFL. There's not really a lot of action. Um, and in the league, there really hasn't been a lot of stuff going on in the last two months. Um, the one thing that did kind of come up would be the, the rule changes. We talked about a few things in the last podcast, and it looks like two rules passed. Um, so just a quick rundown on those. The first one was... For the the teams that missed the playoffs, there will now be like an actual playoff game that they'll play in. And it'll be kind of structured this basically identically to how the playoff teams do it. Um, and that would be two teams get a bye. And in this case, since it's the loser ball, uh, the two worst teams are going to get the bye. And then the two te- other teams will play each other and they'll advance. The winner will advance. And then from there, the next round of play and the winners will advance and so on and so forth until there's a champion. Uh, whoever wins that bracket uh, will get a draft pick in the upcoming rookie draft for that season. And it will be the 13th pick in the second round. Um, just to confirm that tradable? that pick, it will be tradable. Okay. Um, but the caveats with that is one, you have to, whoever gets the pick, you have to keep track of it. You trade it, that person has to track it. You know, obviously, no one's going to try to screw anyone, but like, if for whatever reason someone forgets about it or doesn't remember it, like, that's on you. So, whoever wins that pick or has is the holder of that pick has to be accountable. And two, that pick is obviously made in the second round. So, that means it's made in May. It's not like it's the first pick in August or you can't sit on it. Like, you have to standard rules, you know, pick in the time slot. Uh, if you don't, you just get auto picked a player. Um, and whoever takes that player will then just get them put on their roster. So it's removed from the draft pool. Um, any, you know, just kind of thoughts or peanut gallery questions uh, from I, you guys? So I think the easiest way to do it is that if you do hold 2.13, my mm-hmm. suggestion would be to put an asterisk in your team name to dignify that you are the person that holds 2.13. It's just the easiest way to keep track of it. Uh, that way, if it's traded, it's moved. 
one team deletes the asterisk, the other one puts it on there, whatever you want to, uh, you know, put a fucking Christmas tree for all I give a shit. Um, but just an easy way to designate who's got that pick. I like it. Let's get them an actual Christmas tree that they have to sh- carry around. Be fucking awesome. Nick, what do you think about this change? I like it. I voted for it. It's a good way to kind of buff up the weaker people. So. Yeah, it's nice to give an incentive to those teams so their season just isn't over for the month of December. I'm just going to put this out here to start. Nick is a man of many words tonight. I apologize to all of our viewers that he gets long-winded with all of his responses to, to Weir's engaging questions. Nick's body is on fire. He got poisoned sumac again. Oh, no. Oh, trying to just survive. <laughs> Maybe this should have been a video podcast. Oh, God, no. First one. Oh, yeah. Shirtless. Yeah, we'd definitely go viral for this. <laughs> we'd get canceled. Yeah, fat Too man and poison sumac dude with a hole in his chest. On that note, let's pivot to the other rule change. Um, And the one that was passed would be the crazy, you know, exception to having a fourth team in a division make the playoffs. And the caveat for that, for a fourth team to make the playoffs, would be that that team has a better record and more points scored than the first place team in the other division. So basically, if like four teams, this might not actually be the case, but four teams basically have a better standing, better points scored than the first place team in the other division, like something's up. Um, You know, we did kind of look through it and run through the numbers and it's like, it's, it's very, very unlikely to happen. But if it ever does, there's an option for this to, you know, saving grace to make some the one division that's kicking ass not feel awful or the other division that's super shitty to not just get propped up with some gimme spots for clarification i guess i'll ask yeah. this question is yeah. it is it better record or a, as good of a record it's more points so more, more points scored and more victory points i guess that's a fair question like for if the a victory tie. points are tied yeah. and they have more points scored I feel like since we want to make this difficult, it, it should be a better record. So yeah. more victory points. Yep. More, victory okay. points. more victory points and more points scored. Okay. Yeah. Now it's, more it's points scored or more potential points? It's more points scored, correct? It's got to be more points scored. Okay. Because that's the first tiebreaker when it comes to playoff standings. Obviously, for the division or for um, the rookie draft, you know, the first thing is potential points, but playoff teams, they, they don't care about that stuff. Correct. Yeah, they're in it to win it. Cool. Um, anything else like with rule changes or this stuff uh, before we move on to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, boys? I'll give Nick benefit of the doubt here. Um, he came up some, with some great positive alternative loser punishments. Um, so that's probably something we'll throw out. Oh, yeah. Maybe midway. Yeah. Yeah. Nick found a really cool fucking TikTok that he sent over. And there's, oh, some, really? there's some good ones in there. Oh. My favorite is you can't get a haircut until the next draft, which for us it's in May or whatever. It's not terrible or April, but so you have to go from like January to like May without a haircut. Yeah, but in like a redraft league, you go from January yeah. to like August or no, you go to yeah. September. Like that'd be a good one. It doesn't affect anyone's job. It. I actually really like that one. Money, draft. So yeah, I like it. I like that one a lot. Okay, it, well, I mean, it should be spending twenty four hours in a IHOP. This is factual. Uh, I'm sorry, Waffle House. My apologies. 
don't want to don't want to insult their southern folk. Ours is spicy shit, right? What's Hano got to eat? Zane, I expect you to mail something out to Hano, and we can watch him eat something. Thank it's you. It's a it's one of Zane's peppers. It's a pepper or the one chip thing. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck the one chip thing, dude. <laughs> or I've maybe picked, I've had the first pick the last two drafts without taking last place. Fantastic. Wildly impressive. Yeah, some people do call that winning. All right. On that note, let's jump ahead. Uh, so this week's podcast, we're going to go through the Justice League division, and we're going to kind of run through teams and just talk about like what the upcoming season looks like it holds for them, whether that's for teams that are trying to contend, teams trying to rebuild, you know, what kind of moves, like what their mindset might be, how they're feeling about their team. And of course, you know, us being the peanut gallery, like those teams are supposed to take our opinions uh, and treat it worth the damn. So uh, let's jump in. We, these are kind of ranked based on how we finish, but you know, we reserve the right to do our final playoff predictions uh, on our annual last podcast uh, before week one. So with that said, right now with the first team we're going to run through is going to be Mr. Daniel Weber. And Dan, I feel like this has been a long time coming. So why don't you give us kind of the breakdown on your team and how you see it through your very, very, very unbiased eyes. Okay. So this is, I, I could be a tale of two cities here or two twin towers. If you want to go with the reference there. Um, obviously I've got these and collapse. That's a terrible reference. Well, just bear with me here, man. I'm getting there. Just let him cook. Let's see where he's going. Uh, so obviously I got Breesaw coming off of a knee injury. And the big question becomes is obviously if Dalvin cook's going to start there, what kind of, potential opportunities we're going to see Brees Hall. Now, Dalvin Cook obviously isn't the long-term piece to it, but obviously Hall's coming off of the injury. Um, Richardson has basically been forecasted to start it on week seven. So I have to worry about Josh Allen and Mac Jones and buys where I'm looking at. So Allen buys in 13 and Mac Jones buys in 11. So theoretically speaking, I should have Richardson prep ready to go by the time I hit QB buys. Overall, though, I'm feeling very good about the roster, the team, some of the depth. Um, I think I can do a little bit better with depth, and I think that's where I think I'm going to be – bear with me here when I say this – aggressive in the trade market. Um, I know that's very forthcoming. I do have 3.5 in the draft, so I can get somebody that potentially is – showing up uh, in training camp and being prepped and ready to go. But I think overall, I feel pretty decent about being able to avoid an injury or two and be competitive in this division. Nick, I want you to be the Debbie Downer. Why is this not going to go to according to plan for Dan? Well, A, being competitive in that division doesn't take much so okay i'm the smartest kid on the short bus give me a fucking break it's true hall news hasn't been great i think he's kind of been slower than expected madison got hurt today yeah hopefully not much hopkins probably had the worst landing spot imaginable true i'd argue with that Anthony Richardson may be losing the best player on his roster. Yep. Yeah. Dan being aggressive in the trade market. I've made three <laughs> times as many trades as Dan has in the league history. He is at 20 
I'm at 57. So Dan just needs to make two trades, and he's got 10% Dan of his deals done. Four trade, five trades a year. That's pretty good. No, that is not right. Year. Hey, now Dan's already had two this year. Yeah. So I'm sorry, averages. four trades a year. So he's already halfway there. We're into year five. So yeah, so that worries me as well. Um, I think when you look at Dan's team, like obviously we can talk about the division, right? Like we know oh yeah, it doesn't it's an easier division. Allen can per- probably single-handedly drag him to the playoffs. I mean, the other probably best competitive team has one quarterback. Yep. It's not saying much. Um, so the big so, thing I mean, is the lack of elite playmakers. He has Hall, but Hall's coming back slow. He has yep. Allen. Hopkins used to be. Mixon, eh. He took a pay cut to stay there, and that's a potent offense. I understand it doesn't run through Mixon, but yeah. somebody does have to touch the ball in the backfield. But on that note as well, Burrow. Is he missing games? What's Calf, his deal? That's a little tough. So yeah. you just lack that like insane playmaker, especially in wide receiver, which when you see like Jay Jefferson, he can just go, oh, I'm going to drop 50 points. Fuck you. I don't see that. And I think that's a big worry. The injuries yeah, I... definitely are. I mean, any running back coming from an ACL that next season is just chalked. I did AP is probably the only one who's done it. Otherwise, there's lingering things, and it's just ugly. Your flex spots last are lackluster at best. And, you know, you're betting a lot on Richardson, which, I mean, he's had an amazing camp, but there's not much of a track record, and his owner is literally pushing their best players away. So that's super scary as well. So overall, yes, I think Dan finishes first at the moment in the division, but I think if I started half a roster, I could take first in that division. I mean, the one piece I'll give, and then this is where my eternal optimism sits, is I really like where Miles Sanders is at right now. Young, yeah. young rookie QB. He's right. like, he's going to take a lot of the load off, and he's basically the only guy that's there to, to do it. Yeah, I mean, he's a great redraft player, but for a dynasty outlook, I think he has a year or two, maybe. He's got a, he's got a four-year contract. I'll, I'll take I'll take two good years and then move him. That's fine with me. Get rid of him at just coming off the peak of his career. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, he's but by running NFL back lately, but the peak of his career was two years ago. So the running back market in general is just absolutely insane, and I think we're going to see a huge fallout in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's – you know, if you want to talk about a problem with Dan's team, I mean, obviously, I agree with you, Nick. Like the potent potency outside of Josh Allen, Brees Hall when he's healthy, and I'm probably a little bit more optimistic, even in the short term, with Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to have a high floor just because of his rushing upside. And if Jonathan Taylor isn't there, maybe he's going to have to really do it all. So maybe that could be a net good thing for him. I don't know. Um, but outside of that, like I'm with you, it's there's just a lot of concern. Like there's solid floor options. Like I think Cam Akers probably going to get a lot of work for that Rams team. You know, Joe Mixon, Ditto, Miles Sanders, same thing. 
DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to be okay. I mean, Pittman, I don't know. I mean, I think the wide receivers and really the tight end position scares me on this team. If for whatever reason, you know, Richardson just isn't a good passer and Pittman is like a nothing or Hopkins, like maybe Traylon Burks is still the guy there. I don't know. Um, and just doesn't deliver. And then this tight end core, I mean, maybe you can cobble it together to take this division, but to be a serious competitor, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I feel the warm fuzzies with the options that you currently have. So that's, you know, the, the question then becomes like, if this is the best team, like, do we have to worry about like this, um, unique rule potentially coming into place with the fourth place team in the other division coming over and leapfrogging Dan. Dan still might be the playoffs, but maybe for the third team in this division, they might have to worry about that. No, I think I'm going to be, I should, again, this is my team. So I get to be a little biased for sure. I think, I think I have enough into not having to worry about this new rule. Okay. So you said you're going to be aggressive. Um, Two weeks from now, Three weeks from now, you make a trade. What position are you getting? Uh, wide receiver. Okay. Percentage chance that that happens? Well, 40. the other, the person who's in rough shape, rougher shape with good wide receivers. That's great wide receivers. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I have reached out to multiple times if we're talking about the same person. And the prices are fucking insane. So good luck. That's encouraging. Well, the one thing Dan has working for him that, well, it's a few draft things. capital. Draft capital. I actually have in future ones. Uh, when we look at Dan's team, he has all his future picks, um, an additional second next year, an additional fourth next year, and two additional thirds in 2025. So, um, by our league standards, that is definitely above average. So, Dan wants to dip into that cupboard. You definitely have some ammo to, to make something happen. Yep. All right, let's move on to the second team that we see in Justice League right now. And that's going to be, uh, I believe, the champ from last year of this division, uh, Mr. Adam. Nick, when you look at Adam's team, how, how are you kind of seeing it at this point in the season before uh, draft picks reload for Adam? He has one quarterback. Mm-hmm. He might be the best quarterback in football, though, so I'll give him a little There's no there. might. He is. Oh, He's yeah. the best quarterback in football. Um, his flex is less than pretty. He's yeah. got two good running backs, the best quarterback in football, the best wide receiver in football, top five tight end, probably top. 10 wide receiver in redraft might be able to talk me into higher. Then you go to Dalton Schultz, Deontay Foreman. I actually like Rashad Penny this year, so that I don't mind. And McCole Harden. I mean, luckily, his division, Mahomes, Eckler, Harris, Diggs, Jefferson, Kittle, legitimately might get him first. So I don't hate that. Yeah, that... That Rest top six is ugly. That top six is probably the best in the league. Easy. They're very darn close. So, I mean, Dan, obviously you're you're competing with Adam. What are, what are your thoughts? Does he he's have got, a chance to take you off the the top spot? He's got five guys that aren't even on rosters. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I mean, okay, so that, that, that covers depth there. But, I mean, you're right. That top six is fucking insane. And especially with the fact that Eckler's a pass-catching threat out of the backfield. So we'll see. And we all know how well Justin Herbert loves him. Mahomes is going to get his. Harris is probably the only viable option in the Steelers' offense at the current moment. Diggs is getting his. Well, do we know where Diggs and Allen sit? Like, are we – is that better up in Buffalo right now? You know, training camp stories, it's always hard to believe. But supposedly, Diggs has been the best player. Very motivated, very focused for whatever and that's then, worth. And then we always talk about how, you know, a tight end is a young quarterback's best friend. And obviously, Brock Purdy came out, showed us a little bit of flash and flair um, with with this playoff piece. But, I mean, yeah, that top six is fucking disgusting. And, and yes, it does pose a viable threat because they have much higher ceilings where mm-hmm. I'm playing on floors. And that's a scary thing to think about. Dalton Schultz got a really, really, really rough landing spot. But again, rookie QB developed a relationship. Foreman, I between him and Herbert, we'll see how kind of the load share works. Rashad yeah. Penny, I don't know if I I don't know if I'm as high as I am on Nick with him. Hardman, I think, is going to be the lost guy in that offense. I I, I think he's wide receiver four. That's the that's the unfortunate piece to it. I think that's the real scary thing is obviously he only has one quarterback, but like then he's his 10th guy is going to be like boomer bust. Like I think many weeks he's going to be getting like less than five points from that yeah. position. Yeah. I mean, the, the, at this moment in time, and again, we never wish injuries upon anyone as you know, whole kind of thing. Um, you got to pray Raheem Mostert goes down and Jeff Wilson gets his shot. Like that's the that's the overall play there is you got to pray Jeff Wilson emerges, and mm-hmm. losing Naheem Hines is kind of a a rough thing to that skidoo accident, but it's it's bleak. It's very very bleak. Nick, I know you have a huge pulse on the league and everything. Can Adam manifest a quarterback with a twenty six first in about three weeks? I think so. What, what are what kind of or what kind of like options? Maybe not specifically, but like what kind of players are we looking at like as realistic um, potential fits? I don't know. I could see Stefan trying to reload, get rid of Kirky. I mean, that's kind of the tier you're looking at. I mean, he's been super high, but his contract stuff going forward is very worrisome. He's 34. You know, he's a weird fucking dude. Stafford would be. Probably a bit of an overpay. There's a few quarterbacks I think in there. You get it like, I mean, look at Dan. Would you take a 26 first for Mac Jones? Hmm? Yeah. So there's there's people out there. If you, I mean, am I crazy or do I think a 26 first for Kirk Cousins? Like, if I had Kirk Cousins, I wouldn't do that. Am I crazy for poo pooing that? You're not, but Stefan's shutting points. And yeah, we've but got he doesn't have his first picks. That's like so... that's the unique thing. Stefan like clearly wants to rebuild. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll talk about him shortly, but he does not have his first next year. So like shutting points means nothing but doing Steve a, a favor. To yeah, that's here. big for Steve. Steve's sitting here going, No, you guys shut the fuck up right now. Let him shed points. Yeah, he wants Marvin Harrison, Drake May, Caleb Williams, all of them next year. Yeah, but if he doesn't get the first, someone else will, and that's yeah. the capital he doesn't have. And as you just said, he doesn't have much capital so he's got to hoard what he can mm-hmm. and that's kind of been how our league works is you just dump everything get capital and rebuild 
it's worked once so far. Mine's in limbo, but yeah, we'll see. And Stefan and Adam have proven that if you just keep mortgage. I mean, Kevin too. You keep mortgaging the future, you're gonna make money. I mean, you might not win it, but you're gonna stay in the green at least. Does Adam have his first by September first, a month from now? Nick, I'll start with you. Yes or no? Yes. Dan, yes not or no? A sh- not a shot in hell. I'm with you. I think the first has got to go. If he wants to keep up with Dan, I think he needs to. He needs another solid, solid player. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a ideally quarterback position. Oh, quarterback obviously is is there, but yeah. what are you going to feast with one first off of a quarterback? Yeah, yeah be a little... it might it might be fucking Kirk Cousins. That might be the I so I guess we'll ask the question that, that everybody's is Kirk Cousins a top ten quarterback? Yeah, he gets sort of all Justin Jefferson. So yes. I mean for redraft purposes, yeah. For dynasty for dynasty, no redraft, absolutely. Yeah. For a for a two year buyer. I think so, yeah. Uh, I'd say top. I don't know what top ten. QB top twelve. Okay. He just yeah. the running floor sucks, so I think he's just a high end QB too. Yeah, I would say top. Lost over Thielen, so okay. that kind of hurts. Yeah, but... Thielen was his go to in the red zone. Yeah, so they found the other ball. He Madison. lost his running back, so it's gonna be tough. You mean one forty for an animal emergency? Your your references are streets ahead, Dan. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Anything else on Adam's team before we move on? All right. Great. Let's move on to the third team. And right now we've got Mr. Kevin. Don, let's start with you, Nick. How are you viewing Kevin's team at this point? It's in a weird spot. That's for sure. He's trying to trade, get Mm -hmm. some capital, but still has some vets that just he can't move. And now the shit with Jonathan Taylor certainly doesn't help. King Henry, you know, he's a top five running back in redraft, so you don't want to sell him for peanuts, but his future's so sketchy that that kind of makes it tough. I mean, what's like, I mean, let's stop. Let's talk about Derrick Henry, because I think Kevin's like in an interesting spot. Like, we know what he wants to do, He what you mentioned, like reload, Mm -hmm. but while still, you know, not having your first next year, so not wanting to fully punt. But like, what's a... What's a fair thing for Derrick Henry? Like, well, it's not two seconds. So, <laughs> I mean, is it just like a first? Like, yep. is that That's like any first? The asking price. Yeah, I feel like a first is probably fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I trade him another league. I'm rebuilding for a first. So yeah, I get it. All right, continue on. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, Wide receivers. Yeah. He's in such a weird spot, though. So getting third in the division is not difficult, which I think he can do. Mm-hmm. But his long term's not great. He doesn't have his own picks like Stefan, and we'll talk about more. But he just his wide receivers by far his weakest. Eh, t- yeah, I'd say wide receivers by far his weakest spot now. Agreed. And he doesn't really have much youth there either to kind of have promise. I think he stumbles in the third just by sheer accident and the division sucking, but I don't like the outlook. Dan? Uh, so, uh, 
is this a lower floor team than mine? Easily. Yeah. Lower floor? It's, yeah, lower floor. No. You think you think he has a higher floor than my team? Yes. And is that purely because of Taylor Henry? No. Brandon Cooks is generally a PPR beast. Evan Ingram's pretty good PPR. Zay Jones was surprisingly good last year. Sam Howell is light years better than Mac Jones in my book. Really? But you're yeah. comparing him to the wrong quarterback. It should be Richardson. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think he's for got me, better weapons than Richardson by far. Sure, but like we've talked about this numerous times, it's it's running. Yeah, like Anthony Richardson's floor is going. Well, he's not Anthony. Not Richardson. No, but no one is, and. You know, we can beat the running quarterbacks are amazing, but they don't finish seasons. Look at last year. I mean, I don't think he's going full Cam Newton is what Richardson's going to do because we all saw the the trials and tribulations that puts on your body. But I don't know. I mean, there. I think I have a slightly higher floor than Kevin. I don't think it's aggressively higher, and that's just because there's – Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry exist, which are better than both running backs I have. Um, I like my receiver floor a little bit more. I, I think the receiver core here obviously is rough. I'm, I think Kevin's biggest concern is what happens with the running back situation. Obviously, Taylor on the pup. Henry is going to do Henry things, but who knows what's going to happen there. But I, I, Herbert's a big question mark. Melvin Gordon in Baltimore is a lost cause. Devin Singletary down in Houston's going to be interesting. Gainwell, I think, is dead. Carter, especially if uh, Dalvin Cook goes there, is basically dead. Thielen, I think, has a shot at being super relevant. Um, Van Jefferson, obviously, come he was off injury last year, right? Yeah. Or was it the year before? No, he missed some games last year. Okay. Irv Smith in Cincinnati is a big could be sneaky yeah could be sneaky decent um Harrison Bryant I plays behind a couple big names I Kevin I think slots in very fittingly into the third spot here and that's just because the the front six of Adam is that good and I have enough I think floor coverage to cover him See, I think his floor's better and your ceiling's better so you'll take it but He's just got consistent people. You have more boom bust, which I like Kevin's floor more. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing that gives me apprehension with Kevin's team is like the quarterbacks are somehow more unknown than Dan's quarterbacks, which is saying a lot. Like, I think what Stafford are we getting right now? Like, is Stafford going to come back and be a top 10 quarterback in a McMay-led offense, or is he going to be the kind of the shell of himself that we saw last year? And for Sam Howell, like, there's definitely reasons to be optimistic, but also this Washington team, and particularly Ron Rivera, are not typically the most friendly with quarterbacks and can be maybe trigger-happy. I don't know. So I just – and then if, if for whatever reason, one of those guys gets benched, injured, whatever, Kevin has nothing behind them. I that, that scares me with this floor. And when I look at Dan's team, I'm definitely more optimistic on Anthony Richardson than you are, Nick, and – of course, Josh Allen's Josh Allen. He might outscore Stafford and Hall combined on a weekly basis. So who who has a better season, Stafford or Mac Jones? Stafford. 
Mac Jones has no weapons. Like, literally none. From Andre Stevenson, and that's it, pretty much. And Juju. And, and Devontae Parker. Yeah. Yeah, I guess probably Staff. Honestly, I, I would say push. Now, so that's I would say push. Okay. All right. So Stafford or Anthony Richardson starting in week seven? Anthony Richardson starting week one, and I'm taking Anthony Richardson. Oh, okay. So you think Richardson's going to start week one? 100%. Nick? a tough one i probably go stafford okay stafford or cousins 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 not close okay no but yeah i mean when we look at this division and where things are i think kevin's very comfortable well he's very solidly in this spot um it'll be interesting to see I, i think kevin's definitely a team to watch for trades this month you know can he kind of continue doing what we saw with some of his other deals, um, retooling, getting future pieces, you know, Stafford, Henry, Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks, Evan Ingram, like all those guys are very prime candidates to be moved for a younger piece, some draft picks, something like that. Um, and I think they could be desirable. So who knows, a couple of weeks from now, Kevin's future could be very different, or maybe Kevin will decide to contend at the last minute like he sometimes tries to do. All right, uh, let's move on to the fourth team, and we're going to go over to Stefan, and this is a spot that he's not very accustomed to being in um, in league's history. Uh, Dan, let's let's talk about Stefan's team. I mean, obviously, so the first thing that comes out to me is this is where Jameson Williams I shipped to, and with all the news that is with the suspension that he's having issues trying to catch the football. All right. Whew. So crisis number one averted. Um, obviously he's got Dak and cousins. And I think those are both tradable assets for Stefan this season to number one, shed points to number two, get additional draft capital. I think Aaron Jones does not finish on his roster. Um, that is again, another very tradable piece. Outside of that, I mean, Wait, it's, real quick. Yeah, yep. Are running backs really tradable right now? I think it's it's a rhetorical question, maybe, but okay. like, but just in general, like, it's it's kind of crazy how much the dynamic has changed. Or am I just? I, I don't think you're wrong. Right no, I, I don't like, think you're wrong. Yeah, but for fantasy, you need the running backs are kind of what push, I think, in my opinion, teams over the line for the championship. I mean. I agree, just, but do you think like we're seeing some of the real life stuff come into leagues and maybe in a, expectations on both sides, either you know keeping the dynasty mindset and thinking you need a lot, and also letting the real life s- stuff filter in and being like, well, maybe I don't need to pay this much. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think the prices are going to go down. I agree. I th- I, I definitely think a top tier blue chip running back, unless you're, I feel like there's just a couple guys. So Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. um, Jameer Gibbs, um, Bijan, Bijan Robinson and Austin Eckler are kind of the epitome of who you want to have as a running back and what you would pay so much for is because of the ability to catch balls out of the backfield. It's a pass happy league and being able to check down to a dynamic playmaker that can break tackles, get outside, um, and do everything, I think is is where the where the blue chip is. Guys like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor are losing a lot of value because they're one-trick ponies. It's a running game. 
great, great at the goal line. Not going to get me wrong, great at the goal line. But I feel like that's that's it. And I feel like between Aaron Jones up in Green Bay and then he's sharing touches with AJ Dillon. I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's not going to fetch as big of a price as he could have maybe two, three, four years ago. Well, that's for sure. The 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 shift in dynasties viewpoints of running backs has just drastically changed. Yeah, but I mean, for Stefan, outside of that, I mean, you've got a couple pieces that I think you can ship, especially if you're trying to go through a little bit of a rebuild and mm-hmm. reacquire draft capital. I mean, obviously, you got Jordan Addison at one eight, um, Charbonnet. That's fucking tough with the injury pieces that are coming with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Juwan Johnson's a great piece to build around as he, which I I guess, fuck, fuck this absolute bullshit with what's nuts down in in New Orleans. Jimmy Graham? Yeah, Jimmy Graham. Fuck Jimmy Graham. Who do you hate more, Jimmy Graham or Taysom Hill? Oh, Taysom Hill is forever going to be the fucking ass clown of the entire face of the universe with it. But um, I don't know. There's just not a lot of amazing, exciting young pieces on Stefan's roster. And I think long-term wise, I'm not excited. I think short-term wise, I'm definitely not excited. I just, it's blah to me. Nick, when I look at Stefan's team, like, I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like if there's a team that could maybe surprise, I feel like it's Stefan's team as currently constructed purely because the quarterbacks and I think Rashad Wright and Aaron Jones could have very safe floors. Do you agree or disagree with that premise? In the division, sure. But... Yes, the division. Okay, he's got... Williams is out, what, six games? Yep. Bateman, I don't think, plays. Oh, yeah, it's it's not pretty. I mean, he's going to rely on, you know, Jordan Addison... Nico Collins, yeah, Alec you know. Pierce, Nico Collins, Allen Robinson, maybe, and then maybe Reed or Charbonnet. Is, I don't. Does Charbonnet have a timeline? They haven't even announced what his injury is, really. Just shoulder. Yeah. So no. Um, he's got a okay team as it stands, and in the division, he certainly can fight for third. Mm-hmm. I have him actually as my fifth, so that's how I view him. But I also don't think this roster that he has constructed right now sees opening day. I think there's moves and that'll play a huge piece. If you had to move one piece, if you were Stefan, which one is it? Kirky. Is that because you think you could get the most for him or like, what's your logic behind Kirky being the number one guy over someone like Aaron Jones or Minnesota next year? And that drastically hurts his value. And you have someone like, Adam, who desperately needs a quarterback for this season. It's kind of like a match made in heaven. We don't find any love for Dak being four years younger. I like Dak. Falling off the wagon a bit. He is just not what he used to be in my eyes. I almost find a little bit. I I feel like Stefan could get more value for Dak than he could for Kirk. For sure. Dak is a higher Dynasty-ranked quarterback, for sure. But yeah, Dex still going buying from him don't have that value to offer. Yeah, I guess that's the problem, too, is, like, who's going to buy? Who's in the market for a quarterback? And who our, would pay a premium for him? Our draft picks are in such a cornered market. Usually two, three people have every pick. So trying to sell, you want to be the first. And that's why 
all right, if I have to get 26 picks and start loading up for 26, 27, I better do it now before someone beats me to it and I get shit value yet again. Yeah. Yeah, no, valid. I think the only team that really could make a push for Dak and it would make sense is maybe Jer. Obviously, Adam, it makes sense, but Adam just doesn't have like the resources, I think, to get it done. But it's just hard to find a a good matchmaker for that. Yeah, unless I mean, that's, like that's if you don't buy into Kenny Pickett. I guess is the one piece I'll put in there. And yeah, it's no, hard sure. to buy into it right now for sure. But I'm just saying, like if Jared, like if you, then that's the thing too. Like when you look at the landscape, it's hard to find a fit. So like Jared might not. Jared might be like, no, I'm good with Kenny Pickett or Tannehill, or maybe he believes in. He's got Purdy, Darnold, whatever. Um, but like if you squint, I feel like. That's really the only option outside of Adam. So for Stefan. Sidebar, just because I can. Did you see the catch George Pickens made? Yes, I did. Holy hell. God bless the fact that that ball was underthrown. (laughs) He's a highlight reel. No, but for Stefan, like, though, that puts him in a tough spot. Because like you mentioned, Nick, like, rebuilding in this league is tricky just because of how aggressive teams are. And we create, like, this vicious circle of, you know, few teams aggressively buying, but they only have future picks. And then, you know, it's like a Mexican standoff. Like who blinks first? Like does this, does a team keep patient or do they just accept a pick because they have no other choice? And so far in the league, the team that wants to trade off a player has been blinking first. Um, so I don't know if we'll see that change in the near future or not. Um, anything else on Stefan's team? Not for me, good sir. No, I think that roster doesn't see opening day. So that's my big, big call for Stefan. Who do you think is more likely to make drastic change or not drastic? Who's, who do you think makes more trades between now and opening day? Kevin or Stefan? Stefan. I would agree. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to the fourth team, or excuse me, fifth team right now, and that is uh, Chris Hambrook. Dan, when you look at Chris's team, um, very much, you know, young, um, some Mm -hmm. interesting building blocks. You know, how do you view it? You know, can this be a surprise team this year, potentially? Absolutely not. I mean, just very quickly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Jamar Chase is on the roster, so anything could be possible, but that's one guy. Kyle Trask, not the answer. Jimmy G, okay, we're we're moving places, but go down to his draft picks though. That's why he's going to be a lot better than you think. Like his roster now sucks ass. Yeah, Bryce Young is going to be there. Stroud, so I mean, his two wide receivers are the biggest camp hype wide receivers right now that I've seen. Between Zay Flowers or Quentin Johnson. Yeah, like they're just putting up highlight after highlight after highlight. How dare you disrespect Jackson Smith and the Chickba? Yeah, his is like cool route. <laughs> Quentin Johnson's is like I just jumped over four people, took it down, and no one even touched me. Like that yeah. guy was a freak whole, of nature. The whole draft picks not being in team rosters really fucks with the fact that my lack. That's of why I wanted to cut you off and say that because that's his roster right there. Yeah, yeah. he's got a lot of pieces. It's, it's young, and I mean. Do you trust rookie talent will be the first question I'll ask. I think it depends. I mean, when you look at like quarterbacks, for example, like we have seen rookie quarterbacks come in and produce. And when you look at like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, 
Like they are 100% starting opening day. At least Bryce Young is 100%. CJ Stroud is probably like 99%. So like, yeah, they neither of them are running quarterbacks, but you know, maybe they are adequate. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and before I'd say, you know, wide receivers take two, three years. And that's just not a thing anymore. And he yeah. has two elite wide receivers coming in. That they, they take a couple weeks. Are on decent. Eh, Quentin Johnson, definitely decent passing offense. Zay Flowers, I think, with new offense coordinator, will be a decent passing offense as well. And Quentin Johnson's got some competition. Zay Flowers doesn't. And I think that's a great situation for him. I mean, his biggest weakness is going to be running back. Yes. Algier was replaced. Ingram is kind of the offshoot of Cooper. Pierce is solid. He'll probably get most of the hang, handoffs. With And then you have J.K. Dobbins injuries problem going on. So Jesus Christ, with the J.K. Something. Dobbins thing. Tooney can't stay healthy to save his, save his life. MVS just by sheer no one else could be relevant and then you Kendry fall Miller, Andre Miller which could be very sneaky and then whatever he does at 3-2 I think there's two running backs three running backs that could be super relevant that are going to be available there I... yeah it's a lot of faith in the rookies and I don't know if I buy I mean this is why we have him at five this is where we it, you just don't trust it, right? I have him at four. I'm full trusting. I think he's got a really good roster, and he's got picks, all his own picks, so he can make some moves, shore up running back, which, you know, the selling teams haven't been able to move their running backs, so that's another match made in heaven. Yeah. I mean, I think running backs, tight ends, and then rookie quarterback play is just like the biggest concern for him like potentially being more relevant this year um tight i mean i guess tough, go ahead you know, tight there? ends tough if you don't have one of the top five tight ends you can really plug and play any of 24 people and you have a decent shot at getting a top 10 tight end on the week so if you don't have one of the five then sure it's a weakness but it's, i have two of the top five i think you probably have one or two of the top five like Okay, so the 10 other teams are fighting over for that one spot, which is taken by Adam, in my opinion. So yeah. nine teams can just are even basically at the tight end position. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, uh, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of a degree of difference um, when you're looking at Trey McBride and Dawson Knox um, compared to some of the other tight end options. Maybe I'm on, on an island there. Um, but I guess, like, the question is, like, for, for Chris's team, you know, when we, you know, we've talked about Kevin and Stefan's team, and clearly it seems like moves make a lot of sense for them. Adam's team needs to make moves to contend. Dan probably needs a move. Like, for Chris's team, like, this is kind of interesting. Like, do, should he have patience? Like, what if Kevin and Stefan make moves and they take a step back? Like, should he try to make a move to make the playoffs like obviously we can't project the unknown but chris is in a very interesting spot that he doesn't have a ton of future ammo he has his picks but he doesn't have the surplus that he had this year he's got a lot of young guys but then he's also in a crappy division where you know some teams ahead of him could very easily 
fall back considerably behind him if they choose. Or, you know, if, if Adam hasn't, if Patrick Mahomes gets injured, like what the fuck happens to Adam's team? Um, like for Chris's team, like I, how would you approach this if you were him, Nick? You obviously just rebuilt, you know, is patience the key here or can he jumpstart things? Like, I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on this. If I'm him with the draft class coming in, I don't buy. I mm-hmm. line up my first round pick. Right now, it's in my prediction. The first round next year is going to go probably three quarterbacks and a wide receiver. First one's off the board. So even if he's fifth or sixth, he could get the wide receiver or the running back one for next year, which goes with his youth, gets a running back for the next three, four years, and you get a hell of a playmaker. You're not going to compete against the other division. You can make money. I mean, second place is nothing to scuff at. Third place. You probably don't win because the other division will kick your ass. So you're really playing, am I the best team in my division to get second place? It sounds shitty to say, but I think the other division is just so much better. So that's where he's kind of got to go. Do you think you can get second? If not, kind of sit on your hands, get that top higher end pick, and then next year you can really send it in. Dan, I got a hypothetical for you. All right, hit me. Because you're the aggressive team. Yeah. So let's pretend like <laughs> let's pretend we're in a world where Kevin traded Derrick Henry. You know, he's still got a good team, but he clearly doesn't have the team that is dominant. Stefan made some moves like he got younger. He moved the quarterbacks like Nick maybe alluded to. If you were Chris, would you turn Traylon Burks into? I know you're not going to do this, but let's just for fun, say yeah. Miles Sanders or, you know, someone like a top 20 ish running back. It's maybe a little bit short-sighted if you're Chris. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it that gives, in a thousand well, years. Okay, yeah. okay whatever. It, it's, ignore, like, the Miles Sanders part. Like, I don't even care okay. what it is. But a top 20-ish running back, someone that's young, someone there, it, like, logically, like, makes sense. Javante Williams. Let's just pretend like that's the pick. Sure. Whatever. Someone that'll just, like, help. But anyways, you do this trade, and this makes you a very decent option to make the playoffs. But I guess maybe it is the Miles Sanders option because I want to make the comparison that you make the playoffs with that move, but it's a little bit short-sighted. What is like the benefit to making the playoffs versus having a slightly higher draft pick? Like if we're talking the fifth or sixth pick in the rookie draft and missing the playoffs or making the playoffs and maybe you have the seventh pick or maybe you have the 12th pick because you got lucky and won it all. Like when is it worth taking that risk and going for it? In my opinion, money mm-hmm. will i make money this year we so, everybody everybody buys in for money and yep. money is a finite thing everybody only has so much of it it is it's what you have i feel like in that situation if you know you can make money or return your investment i think short-sighted that is the play so let's pretend he didn't like make any money through like being the top scoring player so it's just about getting into the playoffs, and then if good shit happens, you make money. Is that like enough justification in your mind to to potentially do a no quote unquote short sighted move? No, I don't think so. No, unless you yeah. firmly believe you can, you give yourself a fighting chance. No, I think that's a well, like the move. If you make the move, you make the playoffs. If you don't make the move, you miss the playoffs. I would rather miss the playoffs and donate money to set myself up for a better chance in future years 
than to take a chance at not making money and not having a better draft capital where I even pick one to two spots higher. Because in most drafts, we see a fall off at six, seven. Like the top five, six places are arguably what we all covet. I don't think that, again, in my opinion, I don't think it's worth it to not be able to make money or give your shot, give yourself a shot at it to not pick one to two spots higher. Okay, interesting. I don't disagree, but I expected a different answer from you, to be honest. So you ready for the fun fact? Let's hear it. Chris is the only team in the league that has never won high score or placed. He has never won a dollar in this league. So that's why I think the short-sighted is a bad idea. You've waited. God bless him being a dentist. Yeah. You've waited this long, man. Don't blow up your, which I think is so far a great rebuild for a short-sighted. Maybe I can get money this year, but for the next three years, I'll be donating again. So. Fair enough. Anything else on Chris's team before we jump on to the last team in the Justice League? No, I'm good. All right. Last, but certainly not least, Steve. Nick, what are your thoughts on Steve's team and his ongoing rebuild? Steve's got a plan and he's sticking to it. (laughs) (laughs) Rebuild year after year? He's my hands down for the 1-1. He's got some decent pieces now. I mean, he's been unfortunate where... He has swung and missed on some draft capital and that you just can't do when you're rebuilding. So that's kind of blown up in his face a little bit, which has kind of extended the rebuild. But I think he's getting to a better spot. He kind of shored up, you know, his tight end. Dalton Kincaid is probably one of the... Big hype coming out of training yeah, camp. Big, yeah. big hype. Will Levis just surpassed Malik Willis for... Oh, boy. Yep. Um, Pickens, as we alluded earlier, has just been highlight after highlight. Unbelievable. And then you run into kind of that middle tier you got. I think Olave's going to be great. I'll put him up in a higher tier. Um, James Cook could be the thing. There's not much else competition. But by the time I think Steve's ready to go all in, is James Cook still relevant with the running back market? Do you trade him to get more capital? That's a toss-up. Rondell Moore, kind of a toss-up. Dotson, I like. I think it's an upcoming offense. It's a piece that you keep, but all the other wide receivers that got drafted last year in the first, and he ended up with Dotson and Sky Moore, really sucks. Yeah. So that's what I mean by, you know, he's had the capital. He's missed on a few, which suck. And that's prolonged it. Um, but there's not much to uh, much else to say besides he is my locked one by one. I don't think you're wrong. He I doesn't think have a quarterback. Yeah, that's a big piece. There's literally zero quarterback on that roster. Nothing. You gotta pray that, you know, fucking again, we never wish upon anybody. That Kenny Pickett fucking has an ACL injury, Mitchell Trubisky becomes relevant. And that Mitchell Trubisky becomes like Patrick Mahomes, which we all know probably isn't the safest bet to well, if uh, that happens. Trubisky is not going to be on Steve's roster. No, Steve will trade him within 10 hours. Yeah, you need a Levis hype. You need him to, to surpass Tannehill. 
you need some of these these guys like Kincaid and uh, Achene, Achene. The fuck is his last name? Chain. Yeah, Chain. Like to be relevant. Um, but with that being said, there's still not enough relevant pieces on this roster to compete with anybody. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Nick. This is a lock one dot one. Yeah, I think at this point the question becomes is does Armand, Kevin, or Stefan donate one dot two to him? What are the ads that happens? Um, pretty high. I think he gets one one and one two. I, I don't think you're wrong. I'll say 50. I will say he has four picks in the top six. Which is gonna be fucking insane. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, it's if Chris uh, makes the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you're not. I, it's oh, yeah, I it very well could be all four of them in the top six. I agree. Yeah, that's scary. That's very scary. Yeah, I mean, next year's quarterback class is kind of its strength, and then you end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. as well. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be Marvin running backs, with, which sucks, but I mean, he's got a shit ton of capital for. No, he doesn't. 24 is like this loaded year. What's your rebuild philosophy, though, Nick? Running backs last. And running backs last. What he can do. But at least I had some running backs. He's got literally none. Yeah, well, I mean, James Cook, I'm with you. I think I would sell him, but I know a lot of people are intrigued by him. And we'll see about a, a chain, but... Ugh. This Steve is why it's going to be very, very, very difficult for a team in the Avengers division to overtake whoever is the top team in the the Justice League. I don't think Steve will allow a fourth place team in that division to make the playoffs. Is there a wide receiver on Steve's team that does not that is not on his roster by week six? I would keep all of them. Maybe Mooney and or Sky Moore if they blow up, but Dots and Olave and Pickens is a good core for me. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously Rondell Moore or one of the Moore Bros. KJ Osborne's super interesting though. Osborne, I think, is the very interesting piece too. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that should be a fun one to watch because Addison or. Osborne need to uh, fill in and I think I was reading a stat was it last like the tail end of his year last year I want to say the last six weeks he was like a top 10 maybe top five wide receiver yeah looking at it real quick it looks like he had over I mean the 31 helps but he was just consistent over 300 yards and two touchdowns in the final four weeks 25 catches and I mean, between him and Jalen Rieger, I think is the the interesting piece to that last little bit of the Adam Thielen replacement. Is what you guys are all saying Jalen Naylor run? You you wait, he's gonna surprise. Uh-huh. Well, I'll, I'll eat crow when that happens. But yeah, no, I don't think anyone or any wide receiver like you could say Rondell Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Sky Moore, but like I think those all are clearly a tier below Pickens, Olave, and. Dots and and those are the three that that matter. And who's buying those? Rondell Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Sky Moore. Like, 
I mean, injury, at, injury ridden. Adam is desperate. Yeah, but even some of his wide receivers, I'd take over that as a flat. This is going to be an injury buy. I guarantee it. And that's I'd rather have one of those wide receivers over um, McCall Hardman. Oh, I agree too. Yes. Adam's going to be starting at least scheduled to start. But But I mean, but they're like, yeah, that's the thing. Like those guys too, like they're not at the range that you're going to sell them for a third. Like you rather just roll the dice and hope they work out. I'm assuming, but like no one's going to pay a second. I don't think for them. And if they are willing to pay a second, chances are their value just increased that you rather just keep them. So I think it's impossible or it's very unlikely to see Steve move a wide receiver. Does Steve get a win this year? Um, he does get to play Armand no. in the bye week for what it's worth or in the um, interdivision matchups. No. Yeah, I agree. No. Armand's got a decent team. Well, I only said Armand because he has his draft pick. So, oh, gotcha. I mean, he's got Tua, Scary Terry, DJ Moore, Ridley, Sutton, D- Danny Dimes, Jared Goff on a bye week. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. I just I just named more starters off of fucking Armand's team than I think I did off of Steve's entire team. Does Steve get a top six scoring finish somehow? No, absolutely not. not. No. God no! I, I, I had to have Steve might Steve minutes. might not get a top eight scoring team. Steve's no quarterback. Sure. I don't know if he'll get a top ten. You're you're not wrong. I went conservative, but yes, thank you for being aggressive. If Nick, if Steve moves a player before the season starts, and you had to pick someone, who are you picking on this roster? And I'll ask the same question to you, Dan. After yep. Sky Moore. Sky Moore's actually gotten some pretty good hype. And he's had some good highlight reels, and he hasn't had much competition. Dan? Uh, KJ Osborne. I think there's enough that Minnesota's expected to do big things, and I don't necessarily know that they're going to. So when he has a decent game compared to Justin Jefferson, I think that is the biggest selling point for that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, KJ Osborne. But what does that even look like? Is that a third? Two thirds, yeah. maybe a second. Yeah, so I was going to say maybe a second in desperation, yes. I don't think. Damn. I don't think the buyers would pay that. Mm-mm. So I'm ready for that. KJ Osborne to get to that level. I think you guys need to be buying KJ Osborne in other leagues. That's all I'm going to say. I think I have him in almost every other league I'm in. Yeah. I really like him. I respect in. it. What about like uh my my pick might be someone like Ty Chandler, I think like with especially with the Mattinson injury potentially I think there's some unknown in that backfield, you know, uh, yeah Steve could keep him but like why do you want to keep a running back like this that probably has is going to have like a one year value like it's it's unlikely that he's going to be the long term option but maybe you get I don't know something a third for him a fourth I don't know. But that'll be my pick. Do we keep track of these, like, you pick up shits to figure out which one of us is the biggest jackass? We should. Yeah, we need a stat it's, it's probably me. The audience. Yeah, so stat boys. Taking, taking uh, applications. 
uh, Mr. Ruth will be sending out the uh, application form for you. So the application is just simply you reach listening. out and say you want to do it. Or listening to begin with to know that we even exist. <laughs> well, we all know that that's not fucking possible. I mean, if they got to this point in the podcast, they listened. Yeah, an yeah. hour and fucking nine minutes in. Mm-hmm. After a 30-second delay for me to play music. Yep. All right. Close it down, dude. All right. We'll be back next week. We'll be chatting about uh, the Avengers division. And, I mean, nothing else really on the docket unless we want to see a trade or two go down. Um, but if you have any things you want in the podcast, we could use some listener questions. Eh? Eh? Ooh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, eh? wink, wink. Exactly. On that note, gentlemen, it's good to be back. We are all, we, we're not going to be doing weekly podcasts probably for a little bit, but we're going to definitely the be doing, starts. We're going to be doing a few more this month, but... We're, we're basically back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're getting dug back. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Until next time, gentlemen. Good day. <laughs>